through. Okay, so it's it's in the Gemara. It's two A. Right. Okay. So what we said was like this: we had a contradiction. The contradiction was that Resh Lakish said a person gets his shidduch according to his spiritual level. That's where Hashem pairs a person up. Then the Gemara brought a contradiction and said, even before a person is conceived, Hashem already decides who he's going to marry. That's got nothing to do with his spiritual level. He hasn't even chosen anything yet. So the Gemara said, no. When do we say that it's 40 days before he's even conceived? That's Zugrish in his first marriage. But when it comes to his deeds, that's Zugshani, his second marriage. Right? So we said, what does that mean? So Rabbeinu Tam said, the Toy Sarosh brought down, that a first marriage means a first marriage for anyone. So it could even be a single person marrying a person who's really been married before. That's called Zugrish. Second marriage is only when both parties have been married before. Right? But again, the difficulty over here is what's the majority of cases? Majority of the cases is the first marriage, right? And yet Resh Lakish says you only get married according to your deeds. So how can he say that? That was the shear that he gave on Soita. Right, about 1,700 years ago. But how can he do that if most cases are Lefeather was just defined before, Lefeather muzzle? And <coughs> that was the question. And also, we, um, the, the point that was brought out is can you change that? Right? Let's say uh, 40 days before it was defined that you would marry this person. Right? Can that decree be overturned? So we said a few points. We said, uh, we mentioned the Gemara, and this I wanted to highlight a bit more. The Gemara by Toysvus in Tainis, he brings the story of Kalev, but I wanted to explain a little bit more what happened. Kalev wanted to conquer a city called Kiryat Seifa. Anyone been to Kiryat Seifa in Israel today? Ash, you've never been there, because Rabbi Blatt lives there, so you've definitely never been there. Kiryat Seifa is a very big Torah city in Eretz Israel just over the green line. And um, Kiryat Seifer used to be a city inhabited by Goyim. So what happened was, is that Kalev said like this, any person who conquers a city can have my daughter Achsa in marriage. Now you're running a risk by saying that. What's the risk? Right, if you're ignoramus, not good midas, you know. You know. So, what's that? But he can fight, exactly. But he can fight, right? So what's the chat? So Toysus over there asks, and he gives different explanations. The one explanation is, Kalev didn't only say that. He said he's got to know 3,000 halochas that were forgotten. So in other words, he's got to be a tamachacham as well. But the other pshat is no. Toys over there in tiny says that Kalev realized our Gemuria with Reish Lakish. A person gets married according to his spiritual level. So therefore, he relied on the fact that he was a tzaddik and his daughter was a great tzaddikus, that Hashem would find her the shidduch that she was supposed to get. So therefore, even though it seems to be quite a rash thing to do, nevertheless, he relied on the fact that Hashem is the one who's pulling the strings over here. Okay. We also mentioned Toysen Sanhedrin, who says that um, to answer the Gemari Moed Cotton, Gemari Moed Cotton said that you can't get married on Cholamoy, but you can tie the knot. Right? You can do the first part of the ceremony just to make sure that you get engaged. Why? Why can you get engaged in Cholamoyed? Surely you should wait till afterwards because you shouldn't mix the joy of the Yom Tov with other joys. The answer is, Maybe someone else will pop you at the post. 
So Tosas asked, why didn't you put the post if Hashem decided before? So then it's not a problem. And if you're going to say it's a second marriage, fine, but the Gemara didn't answer that. So Tosas says over there, amazing thing, he said, no, you could be decreed to marry this girl, but someone else's tefillahs might change that. Because, I sh- because this person's feelings are so powerful, he got to marry that girl. Okay, good. Very good. Excellent. So we'll see that. Good point. But the Meister, you see that the Twiller can actually change things. Right? That's, that's, that's the Meister. So we are examining Toysus' explanation. That's what we're holding at the moment. That Zugrish in a first marriage, according to Toysvis, is a first marriage for anybody. Yeah. Zugshani is a second marriage for both parties. The first one will be decreed 40 days before. The second one is according to Amitzvah. But you do see from Kalev, though, that he was willing to judge according to deeds. Even the first marriage is also not random. Right? You can't say if it's decreed by the muzzle, it's like Hashem took a, a spinning top. You know, I don't know if you remember in rugby... So there was a, a lock for France. Famous guy, you know, uh, around 25 years ago called Olivier Merle. Massive brute. Right? Not quite Kubus Visser, but a pretty big, tough guy. And uh, he wanted to decide whether he was going to go into rugby or there was another sport, I think soccer. And he just spun like a, a wheel or flipped a coin, and that was his decision. That's not what a Kodesh Baruch does when he decides. Even if he muzzle what's decided up there is with a purpose... And and reason. So if you, if you miss your zibur, oh, you get someone's kind of very good, excellent point. Correct, correct. There could there could be there's a zibur specifically there, and you may get that person, or you end up you might get someone similar. Correct, correct. Okay. So the ma'aser that is all toisus. However, the meiri says a different explanation, which turns the Gemara around totally. Avan was already saying yesterday, this is going against, you know, a lot that he's learned before. We're going to do more now. <laughs> so the Meiri says something quite interesting. He says, hold on a minute. What do you mean this is the marriage according to what was said 40 days before, and this is according to deeds? When can the two take place? Well, it depends. When a person becomes obligated in mitzvahs, that's when he becomes culpable. And that's Bar Mitzvah. So if a guy gets married around Bar Mitzvah, you can't say it's according to his deeds because he's just starting out. That's the female. That's when Hashem decided on Zehu. But if a person gets married older, a couple years after Bar Mitzvah, that's all going to be according to his deeds. Which means Zugrish and Zugzini, says the Miri, has got nothing to do with when a person marries. If he marries this person, that person, it could be his 10th marriage. It's irrelevant what the number. doesn't mean literally the first and second marriage. It means Zugrish. It means when you get married very young and you're not yet culpable with the virus. And the second Zug is for most people that they get married after Bar Mitzvah and then it's all according to your deeds. Now, according to the Meiri, we understand what Kalev did. Because everything's according to your, your deeds. Obviously, his daughter was older. And that's it. What did you say, Keith? Can I say, how can you get married before Bar Mitzvah? So that's a very good question. So I'm talking about a person who gets married at Bar Mitzvah, which they how used to do at married, Second Base Amigdosh. Second Base Amigdosh, it says, ever heard the song? 
You've had bristles at the, at the base. Come on. You'll see children to your children. So Chazal say they used to get married at 13, the boys, and 12, the girls. And then by 26, right, it was already a Zayda. Yeah, that's, you'll see children to your children. In those days, Keith, it wasn't like today. What's that? There are in the Hasidic world, you have younger. But in those days, it was different to today. It wasn't like we all kushikuing everybody. Go to Eretz Yisrael and you see the six-year-old taking care of the three-year-old and taking him on a bus. You can really understand more. In South Africa, everything's on a platter. For, you know what I'm saying? So that's how it was. So that's the Me'iri. The last point I'll bring in is the Yaivitz. The Yaivitz says something interesting. He says, he says a fascinating thing. He says, it can happen that our Kodesh Baruch Hu decreed this Zivug and this Zivug, these two people to get married, and then for whatever reason, something happens to break that, and then you can come back to that person. He says, what's the example? David Melech, King David was supposed to marry Bathsheba. Who married her first? Uriah Achiti. Right, it was a convert. Why? Hashem created David for Bathsheba. So what happened was, Rabbi Wolpe explains, you know the story when David threw the stone yeah. and Goliath came down. So everybody knows the story wrong. They think that the stone killed Goliath, didn't kill Goliath. It knocked him. And then Hashem and Merukia fell forward. So he needed to cut off his head. But he couldn't remove his armor. So Uriah, who was a, a Philistine, said, if I tell you how to do that, will you give me a Jewish girl to marry? He says, if you convert, sure. And then he told him how to do it. David cut off his head. Uriah became Jewish. Uriah married Bathsheba. David was criticized for that because he should have had Moimuna. Why do I have to rely on this other soldier? He should have just said, Hashem, you'll help me. Relax. And Hashem would have made a plan to chop off his head. So because of that, David's marriage with Bathsheba was pushed off to the later stage. And he says, that's Zugrish and Zugshain. The first partner is a person who Hashem had decreed originally. That was King David with Bathsheba. And the Zugshani was with others. But you don't know if it's your Zugrish or Zugshani. You don't know if it's the one who Hashem originally decreed or Hashem didn't originally decree. So the bottom line is practically for us. Lamaisa. You see a number of different opinions. But practically for us. Bottom line is when it comes to a Shidduch, Hashem has someone there. Number one. Number two. Hashem has someone there for a good reason. Because it's designated specifically for you and your spiritual growth. Number three, Hashem will also judge according to one's deeds. And a person can do things to change it. If he grows exponentially or he davens tremendously, things can change. Why is Reish Lakish giving the Shia to begin soita? To tell people, don't be in a rush to... No? <laughs> And you're on recording, Yilti. I send this to Fazi. You're going to be in boiling water. Huh? Don't be in a rush to do what? Right. Don't be in such a rush to, to start hammering the wife and start, and start warning her in front of people and then, uh, you know, bringing her to the base of Mish. Don't be in a rush to do that because our Kodesh Baruch Hu decreed what? So there's so much there wasn't so much divorce in this world. Yeah. It's the last, I don't know, fifty years or so has been a problem. Can I tell you honestly why? Yeah. There are two main reasons. One reason is sometimes you just get a mashugana. Right? We all a little bit mashugana, but sometimes you get a real mashugana, like a mahadran mashugana, right? 
So that, uh, you, what, what can you do? You get someone who's, who's uh, you know, is, is a psychopath. Or she's a psychopath, or they go with sugar, or they're abusive. You know, but then there's the bigger reason. And most of the time the reason is because people want everything for themselves. The bottom line is it's selfishness. That's one of the biggest issues. Biggest issues is selfishness, and that's why when they get married, and this one wants this, and this one wants that, and they're fighting over everything because you're not doing what I want, you're not doing this one. The bottom line is if you have this perspective, it changes everything. Because you realize, one second, what am I moaning about? A Kodesh Baruch sent this person here. Yeah, and now I'm his game of Aitah. Because yeah. a Kodesh Baruch said, so, you know, classically a guy comes home and he gets screamed at by his wife for something that he did wrong. So instinctively he gets angry with her. But if you realize it's from Hashem, you see, Hashem's telling him, shape up. It's a different angle. What's that? Yes. Yes. Correct. Correct. Yes. He didn't decree that. David should not have told Uriah, "Yes, I'll give it. I'll give you a Jewish woman." Had he had Moimuna, it wouldn't have gone that way. It would have gone a natural way, and he would have married her first. Because he did that, he put himself in the back foot, and he asked Hashem for a test. So then it kind of like went in a very kind of sketchy way. But the proof that it was his bashet was Shlomo Melech. The whole Davidic line that we come from, Mashiach comes from, comes through that. Right? So that's what? What did you say, Ash? Can I ask you, the whole premise of this um, the sweater yes. is based upon the fact there's an accusation, ultimately. Yes. Can the husband forego the accusation uh, oh. decide he's going to stay with his wife? Very good question. So you must know like this. Very good question. So there's a discussion later on. Rabbi, Rabbi Goldberg brought down. There's a discussion later on in the Gemara. What happens if the clock struck midnight? He warned his wife in front of two witnesses and she did it. So now what's the problem? He's asked it to her, right? He's got to take her to the base of English and everything. So there's an opinion later who says he can be moichel. He can forgo it. There's an opinion. It's Machloikas. But there is an opinion later for God, which we need to explain why. I mean, at the end of the day, if she did everything wrong, and that's the din, now she's also, how can he suddenly say, you know... He's got no choice. Right, it should be, he's got no choice. But there is an opinion later who says he can. So wait on that. That's Sundaf Chafei. Okay, right. Next piece in the Gemara now. Okay, to understand the next piece... At this place we should be there... Live next year. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see the Ezra Hashem. Because I'm going to try and keep up with the, uh, with the night, uh, you know, the night coils. Uh, we can pace. Easy, they do it. I don't know. Huh? Do so just take yeah. a look over here a minute. Take a look over here. I didn't actually make you now. But, um, I'll listen. Yeah, no, 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 it's not there. It's a new one. Hold on. So now if you take a look over here, the next piece of the Gemara, you can't understand properly without seeing the Psukit. 
It's otherwise it doesn't make any sense. I was learning this and I was just kept on coming back and saying, huh? So if we look at the Psukim of the Parsha and then we see how we explain the Psukim, now you understand a little bit of the context. So let's take a look at the verses. Yeah. Okay, Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem, that's good. No, no, we could, but I, I, I wanted to show the difference over here. So it says like this. For Mautolens, this is the Pasuk, right? Speak to Bnei Yisrael and say to them, Ish, Ish, each man, Kisiste Ishtoi, his wife strays, Malavomal, she acts treacherously against him. Okay, fine. So, what would you like the next Pasuk to say? He warned her. She didn't listen. You don't know what happened. Finished. Posik doesn't say that. Listen to the words and tell me what you think it is just from the words without looking in English. man lay with her carnally. Right? He had relations. And the husband did not see what happened. Venistero. And she secluded herself. And she became Tome. Which means... She had relations. The aid ain't bar. There's no witness against her. For he his person, she was not raped. Right. So, what do you think? According to that pasuk, just read that pasuk. What do you think happened? I mean, she was secluded, but there's no proof that she was actually raped. But it says the shakabot. Oh, very good. This is the point. If you read the pasuk, it sounds very much that it's a fact. It's a fact. A man lay with her. Husband didn't see. She was secluded. She became Tomei. There was no witness there. And she was not raped. How do you know if she wasn't raped? You don't know what happened inside. Yeah. It must be that the Posik is talking about when there's a fact. It was a fact that she had relations. Yeah, but she wasn't raped. Correct. Why would it not why would it be yeah. so she wasn't raped? That it was consensual. Yeah. Correct. Because if she's raped, then she's not a soita. Correct. And she had relations. Yes. Correct. And there's no site to begin with. Yes. Very good. Next pasuk. Oh, so the verse says there's no witness. So then, if it's a fact, how do we know? Good. They passed over him a spirit of jealousy. He warned his wife. And she became Tomei. Or, or second possibility, Avalach Rakina, he was jealous, Vikinestish, he warned his wife, he learned more, and she wasn't uh, become Thomas. So this pastor clearly tells you there's a doubt. He warned her, and she may have become Thomas, she may not have become Thomas. But the pastor before doesn't seem to say that. Now, if you look at the English translation here, look at what they've done. Any man whose wife shall go astray and commit treasure against him, and a man could have. Laying with her carnally. That's not what the Apostle says. But it was hidden from the husband. And she became secluded and could have been defiled. That's not what it says. So why does, why does the article do this? Because that's the simple reading of the verse. But the Gemara is going to reject that reading of the verse. Because according to the Gemara, if you read the verse, it sounds like a fact. And if it's talking about a doubt, you could have said it so much easier. Right? He warned her. We don't know what happened. Finished. What's this idea? A man lay with her, it was hidden away, she secluded, she became Tomei, there wasn't a witness, she wasn't raped. What's going on? Sounds like we are including a different case over here, not like the classic Soita, 
but there's a case where we know for a fact somehow that she actually consented in relations. Oh, you maybe she said it over herself. Very good. Good. Hold on to that. Excellent. Yeah. Good. The question, though, is why do we have to insert it now as we're explaining at the very fetal stages of what Soita is? I would have liked that to be after Posikudalit. Posikudalit, which just says he was jealous and he warned and we don't know what happened, put it after that. Why are you putting it earlier? So, this is the question. What Trevor's asking is good. This is the question. Now, the Gemara is going to learn that this Posikud Gimel. He's talking about there's a case where we know as a fact she had relations. How are we going to know she had relations as a fact? If they just saw outside the room, is that a fact? No. no. You don't know what happened inside. So it either could be she said so, or there was proof. The problem is the Pasuk says, There was no witness. So what other so testimony can there be? Ah, oh, so I have to see about that. Good. I mean, how are you going to see with a sheet? Maybe zero on a sheet. What's that? If she gets pregnant, if she becomes pregnant. But that could be from the husband. And the sheet could be um, circumstantial. And it could be circumstantial as well. Admission. What's that? Admission. Admission when? She admits it. Yes, yeah, so that's what Doc said. That could be. Could be she admitted or there could be something else. Good. So let's take a look at that. That's the background to the Gemara. Let's look at the Gemara now. And hopefully that will give us a little bit of chat. Yes. Yes. It speaks about the husband's kinna. Yes. But you would have thought that firstly the kinna rose as a result of this. I would have put the kinna before. Very, very good. So we'll have to see why the Gemara is going to learn, as the Mephoshim do, that even though it mentions later he got jealous and warned, that actually takes place first. Why the Tsukim go like that, we'll have to see. Good. Says the Gemara like this. Rabbi Elezoim we had a machloikis, we had an argument when it comes to warning. Everybody agreed you need two witnesses. When it came to seclusion, there was an argument. Rebbe said as long as one guy said she was secluded, she's a soiter, even if it's the husband. And Rebbe Shur said two witnesses. Ad kan only argued. Ela in the realm of completing the process of soiter, i.e. stira. but with relations, aid Echad Mehemon. One witness is sufficient. If one man comes forward after there's been warning and seclusion and says, Hey, I was in the room and Sarah was with Shmerel, boink, she's not a soiter, she becomes also to the husband, and case closed. Case closed. Vitznan, we learn the Mishnah Nami. There's a Mishnah like this. Eid Echad Oime, one witness said, Aniri Isi, I saw. She had relations. She would not drink the soita waters. The problem is, is where does the Gemara get that from? When we saw the Posik, the Posik said, Aid Ainbal. There isn't a witness. So how can the Gemara say that, no, we know in the Torah that if one person comes and says, we saw. Maybe the witness is the man himself. Okay, good, good. So we're going to have to see what's the context of the Torah when it says, Aid Ainbal. We have to make a bit of a change over there. 
But the halacha is, once there's been warning, once there's seclusion, one witness comes along, which we have to prove why, case is closed, she's no longer a soita. Soita is only when everything still remains in doubt. Very good question. That's the Gemara coming up later. And the Gemara is going to mention exactly that point. What 